Privacy, Apple, and CSAM. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Text Expander by Smile, the makers of world-class software. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more and download your free demo. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. That means it's Tuesday night uh, where we are, wherever you are. Maybe it's Tuesday night. Maybe it's some other time if you're watching this after the fact. We are live on YouTube at Mac Voices TV. We'd love to have you join us if you're not uh, here with us now. We do this, let's see, Tuesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, whatever time it is, wherever you are. And I know sometimes in the chat room, uh, we have people from literally all over the world at all hours of the day and night. So welcome to the chat room, folks, as well. So tonight, we have a bunch of different topics that are sort of swirling around. We have only one main that we've decided to talk about, um, but I'm going to add one just a little bit in front of that. Um, but uh, before we get started, let's go around the room, find out who's here, and then we'll get to it. So taking the screen as always, first up, Mr. David Ginsburg. David, good to have you. Good to be here. It's going to be a good conversation tonight. There's the area, like you said, lots of things swirling this week. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, thunderstorms in my area. So let's hope yeah. I, I keep the connection. Same here. Got a yeah. few tornado possibilities too. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's that's just lovely. So if we see you suddenly move off screen, yeah. we'll know what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, Ms. Brittany Smith has joined us. Brittany, welcome. Hi, nice to be back. It's definitely great to have you back. We we miss you. Every time you're not here, we miss you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's just not the same. Next to her, at least on my screen, Mr. Andrew Orr. Andrew, welcome. Hey, good to be here. Uh, don't mind that light blinking on and off. That's just, I don't know. I'm just in an apartment. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, not thunderstorms or is it haunted? Uh, it's yes. probably haunted, actually. <laughs> okay. If you weren't the youngest person here, I'd ask you if it was the chip in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's run reference too old. Okay. No, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> uh next up, the birthday boy himself, Mr. Jim Ray. Happy birthday, uh belated Happy birthday. birthday, Jim. Thank you. Happy birthday, Jim. I was uh OX 40 years old, which is most people say 64. Uh a friend of mine was pointing out that in Octal I'm a hundred. <laughs> It's the perfect age. Finally old, Finally old enough. Jeff, I mean, Chuck, you look really puzzled. Those are different n n base number systems. No, so, no, no. No, I, no, I got it. I'm just, okay. I was just debating the implications of being 100 in any base number system. So. <laughs> I know. I you know, was like, <laughs> thanks, Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, beside him with a brand new setup and a brand new desk, Mr. Guy Searle. Guy, Did you Guy? miss me, Chuck? Did you miss me? I, I've been watching the construction pictures for weeks. And was like, when when's he going to come back? Yeah, you know, some people just go, "I'm going to build this desk," and they say, "I'm done." I, I'm no, things are more complicated for me. It's like, okay, I'm going to have this here, and this can be over here. Be, no, I don't like it like that. It's all going to go change right now. Everything's going to get changed. So that happens so the, over and over. So, are you any more organized, guy, or is it still mask? <laughs> <laughs> No. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. 
Last but absolutely not least, with another uh, timely background, Mr. Mark Fuccio. Mark, it's good to have you. Hello, Chuck. Hello, everyone. Hello, audience. That that looks like like a 1950s hypnosis poster or something. I'm I like it. I like it. Well, it's Big Brother, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start out talking. Well, we're going to talk about the the Apple and child mm. protection and you know surveillance and all those things. But I, I want to start with sort of a baseline, um, and that is we had one member in in our Slack room that did not was not able to be here tonight. Uh, said something that I want to ask if you guys agree with. Um, he said, "As Apple fans, we value our privacy more than the general population. We are skewed." You guys agree with that? That we are skewed? That we care more about our privacy than the than the average? customer or do we just more do we pay more attention to privacy issues i think it's i think it's more along the lines of apple made it a thing and yeah. as as apple users we like that thing and so we expect that thing to continue and when something happens that disrupts that thing well we we get a thing about it i okay. think I, I think it's probably true because you know i mean i don't think it's like black or white but, you know, clearly, uh, you know, you, people have had more privacy on the Apple platform than the Android platform. And if you so, you know, paying attention, then you probably will gravitate towards the Apple platform. And, you know, people are just like, well, I don't care that Android's cheaper. So, yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's sort of where I'm coming from, Jim, I guess, is, you know, was it the chicken or the egg? And Guy makes a great point. Were we that privacy intense before Apple made it a thing? I don't or think are, we were. Yeah, I'm not sure we were either. I really don't know. Yeah, I think it's sort of like the butterfly effect. It, you know, started a little bit and self-reinforced. And, you know, eventually Apple kind of noticed and, you know, played off it themselves. Became marketing. Well, Part of their marketing. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, well, it's not only become part of their marketing guy. I think it's become part of their identity as well. Well, and, up to now. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Up to now. Up to now. Well, you know, and it's also the other mobile platform is Google, which is, yeah. you know, pretty much the opposite. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the whole point of Google made a platform because they were afraid Apple would not allow them to, uh, you know, get at all your data, basically. Yeah. David, you haven't weighed in yet. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree that uh, that we all kind of feel safe with Apple. I think at least as, as Apple fans and Apple users, and um, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't disagree with anybody here on the panel about the fact that that, that is what, why we feel that comfort level. But uh, as we get into this conversation, you know, you, 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 there are going to be some debates and questions about it. Yeah. Mark, well, I, I, again, I don't think you weighed in. If you did, I missed it. What? No, I, I didn't. The poster it. says it all. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it may, I think it may be a little bit of an acquired taste, you know, and uh, I think it was uh, Jim and Guy were, I would paraphrase them as, you know, it becomes a snowball rolling downhill and uh, it becomes something that's, uh, you know, very much uh, something that people take uh, you know, very seriously. 
um, you know, I know I have always done it, you know, just knowing from personal experience, some of the web bugs and all the sorts of homegrown tools we created back in uh, the early uh, 2000s. And, uh, you know, it's uh, ever since then, I've always been a fanatic on, you know, flushing my browsers, cookies and so on and so forth. So uh, I think that uh, there is, there may be something that uh, the Apple audience is a little more security conscious, but I think by and far and large, it's something that uh, has grown, has been amplified as new capabilities become available and, as people learn, you know, how uh, unscrupulous, you know, some of the companies out there like Google and Facebook and others are uh, in trying to monetize and traffic and invade you know, people's uh, privacy. And Mark, you just, you and, uh, and, and Jim sort of invoked the Facebook and Google thing. And it makes me wonder if, if there hadn't been so many, I will characterize them as abuses of of confident no eh, private data um i'm not sure confidential exactly but you know w- w- i wonder if we have, would have gotten to this point that that we ha- are having so many privacy discussions including the one we're about to have good question i don't know that there's any way to answer it i yeah. I, th- I think we certainly would uh you know i remember you know, I'm old, as you pointed out. And when I was a kid <laughs> in the 70s, we read uh, 1984 in school. And, you know, I remember thinking, this is dumb. TVs don't watch you. That could never happen. Uh, well, I guess George Orwell really, you know, he knew more about it than I did. He was just about 40 years too late. Too late or? Oh, too early. Too early. Yeah, too, too early. early. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think, you know, Mr. Orwell foresaw this and it, uh, this was going to, you know, this was going to happen with everybody getting on the Internet and all this collection of video. I, you know, I remember also in the 80s that, you know, people were always like, you know, in our industry or uh, we're always like, oh, they would look at new technology as almost like the way religious people look at, you know, oh, this is going to, technology is going to save us and it's going to, you know, be wonderful and all the world's problems are going to go away and didn't anticipate that, yeah, but we're going to create a whole new set of, you know, phishing and malware and privacy problems. And, you know, I mean, it has brought the world closer. Look at, we're having this panel discussion with people, all over all over the place and i'm regularly on zoom calls with people from all over the world but it's also brought all the bad things uh quickly around the world too so technology is a tool and it's it's good and bad and but yeah i think this was this was bound bound to happen and and we don't know how you know probably in 10 or 20 years people would look back on discussions we're having about it now and going boy those people in 2021 sure were naive (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah andrew i saved you for last because you're sort of the guy i would look to at, on this panel as the the expert because you've been following this story and i'll ask you maybe to just summarize real quick i'm sure that pretty much anybody that listens to this show is aware of some of this but maybe if you can give us just a hit the high points before we dig into our discussion mm-hmm. and any any current developments Right. So the issue that we're all talking about is um, last week, I think it might have been Thursday, Friday, um, 
Apple announced two different things that they will be implementing on their platform in iOS 13, or sorry, iOS 15, <laughs> iPad OS 15, uh, et cetera. Going backwards. And that is um, in iCloud Photos, they will be scanning for uh, child sexual abuse material, otherwise known as CSAM. And they will also be scanning for certain sensitive content in messages when it applies to uh, kids. They say that this is part of their plan to expand their child safety stuff in their systems. Okay, good. Can Thank I you. can I make a comment? Sure. I think I think this is more related to uh, certain European jurisdictions that are also now saying that they're going to hold platforms accountable for material, you know, whether they know about it or not, that is on their servers. And I think this is Apple trying to get ahead of that. That's that's I think that's a big part of it right there. That was my view too. Yeah. Well, uh, already we have comments in the chat room. Um, Joe in the chat room says, is it possible that this is to stave off a law that forces a backdoor? Given the choice between this and a backdoor, um it is and, a backdoor. Uh, it's it's the first shot. I mean, you you look at what what Apple did in China. China basically said you have to have your iCloud servers for all of our users here. And Apple caved. And those servers are not under really Apple's control, but uh companies that are e essentially under the control of, of the Chinese government. Now, how much they can see of that information is unknown, but basically Apple caved. And this is likely uh, a, another example of Apple trying to get ahead of legislation in other countries that would force them to, to do things that might actually be worse. But at the same time, by kind of showing their tail, it's, they're, they're almost telling these other countries, well, we're going to roll over to whatever legislation that you pass. Well, Guy, I don't think the word rollover is uh, you know, a really good choice of words. I mean, Apple has to follow the laws. They, of, of course they do. In order to do business there. So Naturally. You know, saying they're rolling over, I think, you know, puts a, puts a spin on it that uh, is unnecessary. Well, they had, they had some leverage with the, the, the Chinese government because they employ literally almost millions of people in that country. And I think that they could have pushed back harder against it, and and they didn't. I don't know if they felt that it it stop that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if they felt that it wasn't worth the fight, or that they thought they were going to lose. So make the best deal possible. You know, the the stuff that went on behind the scenes of that decision has never been made public. Right. So let's uh, let's let's use that, and uh, let's uh, let's whip around looking to the future and. One of the concerns I have about you know, this whole system is um, basically, what do we know? You know they're building capability. They can scan for you know, files that match uh, certain you know, fingerprints on your device. So right away, now they're opened up. You can imagine you know, next month, next year, next decade, you know, once your next CEO, uh, law enforcement coming out and saying, okay, well, in addition to that, we want to scan for these sort of things. 
in video or audio or text files. Uh, and we want you to uh, report them back to us. And, you know, I think basically Apple is, you know, broken, you know, in a serious way, you know, their commitment to privacy. So, yeah. you know, they, they make great devices. You know, I'm not certainly not going to, you know, abandon them based on uh, this one thing. But, you know, I think this sanctimonious stance that they have, that they stand for user privacy, you know, they've just crapped it out and put it down the toilet. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a real breach, you know, I think of uh, faith well, not, and trust. Not yet, users. but it's, it's, it's getting the, the, oh, okay. I, 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 the, yeah, I, yeah, we the have road work. The road work has been, has been laid. Yeah. iOS Whatever. 15 ripped away and, and I'm sure, you know, there's, there's going to be a warrant after that, you know, <laughs> you know, two days after within two days or two weeks after, uh, you know, the system rolls out. So, uh, and don't say that you, you, oh, the courts wouldn't do that. We've already seen you know, how you know some of the FISA and other courts have been abused, and you know, they've uh, let uh, people uh, you know, be surveilled under really flaky evidence. So I don't think Apple is immune to this as much as they say that they are. Um, but I think it was Andrew, uh, a new guy, who was making the point that you know maybe as bad as this is that you know. Apple is trying to get ahead of you know, pressure, you know, to do even more onerous things. Uh, so, with that, back to somebody else. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Smile, the makers of Text Expander for Mac, iPhone, and iPad. Text Expander is the best way to get more productive with your Mac. A few keystrokes can correctly enter your phone number, your address, a paragraph of text, or a page of code into whatever you're working on. And it does it the first time and every time, correctly and in a flash. That means no more fat-fingering information that you know so well. You do that by setting up what Text Expander calls snippets. You set the content of the snippet, you decide what keystrokes or phrase you will use to trigger your snippet, and you're done. Your snippet is now ready to use. If you're a one-person operation, that can be an incredible time saver. But if you're in business, Text Expander's value jumps exponentially. Now, when a team member uses your snippet, not only do you get accuracy, but also consistency for whatever your snippet is about. A service call response, a text support answer, Text Expander makes sure that what you once said is what is said. Find out how Text Expander can make a difference for you and for your business at textexpander.com/podcast. Click the link now and you can be starting to tap the power of Text Expander in just a few minutes. textexpander.com/podcast Check it out. Thanks to Smile, the makers of Text Expander, for their support of Mac Voices. Yeah, Andrew, you were going to jump in. Um, so one of the questions I have about this is, um, so as, as I uh, first discovered, um, I noticed back in 2019 that Apple had updated their privacy policy to say we are scanning for this kind of material. Um, as it gets uploaded to our servers. I don't know if they were preparing for this and not doing it yet, or if they did do it back then. But I, I guess my question is, um, you know, I understand the slippery soap argument. What if Apple, what if government governments force Apple to scan for other stuff too? But um, they were already doing this. 
the only difference is that now they're moving it to the device. And also, um, there are a ton of other companies already scanning for this content too. As far as I know, I think Apple's late to the game. So I guess my question is, maybe governments were already forcing these companies to build all these other secret databases, maybe not, but why would they wait until now to do so, I guess? Well, essentially our phones have become our lives. So if you, if you, if you think back to the, the late aughts, people that had smart, we didn't have as much stuff on our smartphones as we do now. Everything was on our computers. Everything was on our laptops. And as phones have become more powerful with more storage device and more capabilities and, and the fact that we don't, we hardly even really need all that extra storage now because we upload everything to Dropbox or iCloud or Box or, you know, pick your poison as far as online storage systems go. And it's, it's great because everything is right there whenever we want it, whether it's music, whether it's documents, whether it's movies, whatever, it, it's right there waiting for us. Well, that is starting to come with the price tag now because we've basically moved our entire lives from a device that we had uh, at least a monicum of control over our computers to something that we have really almost no control over whether when it doesn't it hardly even matters whether you're on android or ios the 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 tech companies are kind of dictating how these devices work and we're just kind of along for the ride uh, okay, so I want to make sure we point out that the the this is being implemented right now for child abuse and child exploitation to to try to prevent that, cut down on that, you know, find those who who need help uh, because they they participate in this kind of thing. So it's not like we're talking about they're looking for your political affiliations or you know whatever whatever else we might be afraid of. So there is a, I think there's a noble cause here. And I don't think that that should be overlooked. Um, You know, I think the the concern that I'm hearing and has been voiced plenty of places is what happens next. But I I think, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, I I agree with that. And I think that we we need to look into some of the details to try to Un, unwrap this thing because they announced a lot all at once. So I think you know these some of these things like uh, controls over images uh, sent you know or received to uh, to minors. You know I think that's appropriate and you know, I but you know I, I caveat it should be under the control of the parents. You know so we'll let them use it or not use it. Uh, you know some of the spit of you know they're going to scan for other questionable uh, you know content. You know I think that opens all sorts of problems because. Um, as a friend of mine pointed out, uh, in, in Britain, you have, you know, one there, the Telegraph has their page three girls where basically, you know, they're, you know, they're topless photos and that's totally acceptable in British society and it's legal there. Imagine, you know, taking a picture or scanning that and sending it to someone in the U S who, you know, you know, Apple gets this and they get, you know, and they pass it on and then they pass their, whatever, you know, their magic, you know, un, uh, indicated, but unspecified uh, threshold. And all of a sudden that person, you know, you know, has to go in and explain himself because he's passing around uh, nudie pictures that are totally legal. You know, I think that's the thing is Apple shouldn't be in the business of enforcing a taste in morality. I think there's a hard line on child pornography and 
again, they have a database and hashes. So I think, to, to my mind, you know, Apple has gone, uh, it's, there's an old uh, famous uh, war movie, A Bridge Too Far, uh, you, know, you know, the <laughs> attack in the, in, in during World War II. And I think, you know, I think with this, Apple has gone uh, one step too far in, in trying to make the world a better, safer place. And um, I really wish that you know, they would have given that more thought and you know, not done that because uh, I don't think it uh, accomplishes you know, their narrowly defined and laudable objective of you know, fighting child abuse and child pornography. Andrew, correct me if I'm right or if I'm wrong about this. My understanding of this is that, God help me, if I took a topless picture of Guy, okay, <laughs> and I, and yeah, and I, no and I email that taste. to some, yeah, well, you know, and, and I email that to someone, there's no chance for, not just for the obvious reasons, but there's no chance that's going to get flagged, okay, nope. because there is no hash that matches it. But if I have a right. picture that is in the database of, you know, a, a minor, a topless minor, and that is in the in the database with a hash, that will get tagged. So w- whether um, I'm taking topless pictures or not of of um, of, of legal age people, they I, my understanding is that is not what this does, and it will have no effect on it. It's only matching the existing the known existing child pornography. Yes. So I think it's very important to get this kind of thing straight. So there are two different things going on. Um, with the messages feature, um, that is that only happens under specific, uh, bleh, specific circumstances. So um, if a child is part of an iCloud family account and their parents manually opt into the system, um, when someone tries to send them a sexually sexually explicit image that image will be automatically blurred and they will get a series of pop-up windows that say um hey here's what's going on do you want to view this image or not for kids 12 and younger if they do choose to view that image anyway uh their parents will get a notification for um teens 13 to 17 if they do choose to view that material they're parents won't get a notification. But with the iCloud photos, it is only scanning for um, known uh, CCM material. So, you know, one of the examples um, me and other people have been making is, you know, if you're a parent and you have some innocent kid of your kids naked in a bathtub, those images will not get flagged because they have not been part of a law investigation. A law enforcement investigation, and they have not been added to this database. And as I kind of joke, you know, if they if it does get flagged, then you may already be in prison anyway. But it's not scanning for like other sensitive information, like you know, adult nudes or whatever. It's only known CSAM. Yeah, and and that's that's where I think that you can make the argument that this is an admirable desirable kind of thing. And it certainly does take uh, sort of in line with one of the, uh, some of the comments in the chat room, it does sort of take some of the teeth out of some of the law enforcement arguments that they want to backdoor, which the backdoor they want would be for everything. 
and you know they've they always bring up child pornography and um and, and sex trafficking and, and those kind of things that i mean there's nobody in the right mind that could be pro child pornography or, or sex trafficking so, mm-hmm. but that's what they trot out to try to further their agenda this takes care of this addresses some of that without giving all the keys to the kingdom away yeah and it's also another thing is that so far at least this is only when someone tries to add a certain number of these images to iCloud photos right now it's you can think of it as optional if you don't have iCloud photos turned on it there's no fingerprinting taking place okay which brings up another thing if if this really bothers you that much you don't have to use iCloud photos right Right. And that's the only way to to not have it happen. So let's say that I I don't want it to happen. So and and I'm willing to even abandon the Apple platform. And so I move over to the other side from Andrew, from what you said, Google is already doing this on their servers. So if I use their photo service, they're scanning it. As yes, as far as I know, um, Apple, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Microsoft probably others that, like everyone is scanning for this kind of content on at least the their cloud well here's apple a, says they're here's not a, you meant yeah. you listed apple so here's a, a fun here's a fun fact you know that i heard from you know this last weekend's episode this week in tech uh where leo and his panel they talked you know same same thing and they pointed out that in the past five years Facebook had over 20 million submissions and compared to Apple that two had 265. So um, submissions to what mark? Submissions, I guess, of, uh, you know. Reporting to the NC, um, whatever that that organization. NGO is that keeps this list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew, you were, hinting at and and something i haven't seen and i don't know if you know but you know how do images get into this database does it have to be through a you know a law enforcement action or you know where do they come from and if that's the case then that's got to be a tiny fraction of the possible amount of of images that are out there i mean one thing i wonder about if this you know is this all just sort of security theater, a lot of hand-waving that really isn't going to, you know, solve any problem? Uh, on the other hand, also, I'm sure, you know, the number they were throwing around was a pretty large number uh, for, for how many images they had in the database. And they're saying they're going to keep the hash every one of those on user devices and presumably also an index so that they can, you know, look them up, which the index. Is, so seems like that's going to be a, a lot of space on user devices and B that's going to have to be updated all the time. So, you know, what's the network traffic implications of that? I haven't, I haven't seen anything about, about that. Um, you know, and those are more technical, but, you know, one thing that kind of bothers me is it, it's so hand wavy, you know, it's like, oh, we're not going to tell you how the matches happen. And, you know, it's all sort of just trust us. We're Apple, um, you know, which is typical for Apple, of course. That's probably I mean, part of the problem. Though. Right. 
this is as far this is of course as only as far as i know um just what i've tried to discover as part of my research so first the ncmec is the only legal or the only organization in the u.s that can legally have this kind of database um if if a company detects this kind of thing on their platform, they don't send it directly to law enforcement. They first send it to the NCMEC, who then, you know, do whatever research they have on their end. And then if they deem it, you know, uh, worthy of an investigation, then they will contact law enforcement. The panel will be back in the next edition of Mac Voices to continue our discussion of CSAM, the policies that Apple has announced in trying to fight CSAM, and the potential implications it has for all of us going forward. A couple special notes about this particular Mac Voices Live. First, this is obviously a difficult, complex, and sensitive topic, and I hope that we treated it with the respect it deserves and kept it accessible, the conversations accessible, to everyone. I think they are important conversations to have and important understandings to have as well. Second thing I want to make sure you understand is that this Mac Voices Live was recorded on August 10th. And even since then, there has been a lot of inf new information coming out, revelation statements from Apple executives that have continued to clarify the situation. So if you find something that seems to be in error or conflicting with the information that you now have, it's because there is a little bit of a delay on this. I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. We'll be back with the next edition of this discussion on Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, Consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com